Hello, book besties. Welcome to episode 13 of the Books and Mockers podcast. I'm Shy. I'm Em. Grab a drink, get cozy, let's talk books. Hello. Good morning, good afternoon. It's just struck 12. Oh, there we go. Good afternoon. How are you? Do you know what? I'm a lot better, actually, this week. I did want to say something, because if you'd listened to last week's episode and I sounded a little bit flat because I just listened to your edit, I do apologise because I, I was a little bit flat, but I'm I'm back. So I just want to say that I, yeah, that's if that if that episode sounded just a little bit off to our usual conversation, that may have been why. But I'm good. Good. Well, I'm glad you're feeling better. I think we we all have flat times and that's that's fine. Um, but it is good to have you back at full strength. What's been happening this week? Any bookish updates or just any updates in general? I'm still reading Ruthless Vows, which is taking me a little while. I think we're just over a week now and I'm still reading it, but I love it. It's a phenomenal book, better than the first. Yeah, absolutely love it. I'm going to try and finish that today, actually. I don't have any new books because I haven't had any releases, but this isn't really bookish. But if I have any, we have any Potterheads out there, then you may be interested. But I went to the Harry Potter studio tour and I cried twice and it was magical so if you're based in the UK I would well actually if you're based anywhere and you can afford to come to London well they say it's London it's not it's outside of London it's in Watford it it's honestly magical like so this one in particular it has all of the original props the sets um, I think they took down some of the sets and put them back together in the studio because I know that some parts of Harry Potter were filmed in Scotland. Um, mm-hmm. There was like a castle there that they used, but some of the the scenes were actually filmed in this studio. And just to think that, well, as as you're walking in, there's a massive sign that says, you know, in whatever year it was filmed, there were some children that were just going back to school, but for the cast of Harry Potter, they were settling into this very studio and doing their homeschooling and beginning like the biggest 10 year adventure of their lives. And it was just, it was like, I got goosebumps and chills and like seeing like all of the costumes and by the way, Hermione is tiny. So the, the, the dress that she wears in the Goblet of Fire when they go to the ball they've got the original dress there and they have the 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 costumes that they all wore um and she's really really small like she looks really really small and I don't know why I've just shared that but I felt like I needed to and yeah it was just it was an experience and then right at the end actually no I won't ruin it for anyone (laughs) (laughs) to be fair it you you did you did call me after you'd been and it sounds incredible it's I've not been but it is it's on my list of things to do this year and I I really really want to go you I don't know if you realize but you sent me 60 photos and videos I took 300 oh well then I I got off lately you did and I I I filtered what I sent you because I thought no she won't care about that she won't care about that but I I made like a little folder because I love making little albums in my phone of like special days and um yeah 300 including videos I was I couldn't stop because I didn't well actually I've convinced Adam for us to go back in December if you want to join us because they do the Christmas time one and it's it was still up for Christmas actually while I was there they had the Christmas trees up and the enchanted forest was covered in snow um, and it was just it was it was breathtaking it was so beautiful but I didn't think that I'd be going back because Adam doesn't really like Harry Potter it's not that he doesn't like it he just isn't 
as much of a fan as me and he doesn't really have any interest in it but I think I've convinced him for us to go in December yeah I mean we're definitely up for that I mean Craig is absolutely obsessed with Harry Potter um so yeah I mean he he he's wanted to go for years it's just not something that we kind of got around to but yeah 100 percent. I think it would I think it would be amazing and um yeah but I mean the, the photos and videos she sent were just incredible I mean it looks it looks unbelievable and I wasn't aware that they actually used those studios and oh my gosh the the story that you just told there about what they said about the the actors and kind of their their 10-year adventure I got goosebumps even listening to that so I can only imagine um how sort of magical it is but no that sounds amazing I have to say I was very very jealous that you were going I don't have any bookish updates but I was at the theatre this week I went to the ballet to see Swan Lake fun um, yeah it, it's something I've always wanted to go to the ballet and Swan Lake I love the music it's absolutely beautiful and I have to say, it, it was lovely. It really mm. was. And I mean, I mean, the dancers were just absolutely stunning. Um, the talent they have is just incredible. And it, it was beautiful. Would I go again? Potentially not. Um, it, it was a great experience. I, I did love it. I thought it was really, really stunning. But I think I did, I did, I missed words. Because obviously it's, it's just the, the dance and the music. It was lovely. It was so nice to watch, but I did, I did miss the narration side of it. But it was. I'm, I'm so glad I went. It was, it was a really nice evening. My mum and I went, and it was, it was, um, yeah, it was a really nice night out. And we tend to go to Liverpool Empire Theatre, which is such a nice theatre as well. It's only it's um two tiered rather than the standard kind of three tier, so it's a bit more of an intimate venue. But yeah, it was lovely. That's um that's really my only update this week. I think yeah, I just I've read a couple of books, but yeah, so the one that we're reviewing today actually took me three days, which for me is is quite quite a long time actually for a book that might give a little bit of an indication on how the review is gonna go but yeah that was that was kind of me for the week I mean it's, it's still an exciting update even if it's not bookish yeah it's nice to do do things and get out and see something new so we're going to be talking about Checkmate by Ali Hazelwood I think we'll start with ratings what was your rating so my rating I went for three star and one chili okay i went two star and zero chilies okay i don't find it spicy at all no i mean i put one just because there was reference to orgasms condoms sexual Mm. preferences so i just i gave it one just for those sort of references but no I, i i could get why you'd put zero definitely yeah and that was actually a lot of the criticism that the book got is that it's actually meant to be young adult and it's her first young adult book and a lot of people were saying for some of the topics that were discussed how young adult could that really be considered because what age does young adult start I'm not too sure I think it comes under teen and young young adult but like what age would you consider that I mean for for what was discussed in the book I would be putting it at a sort of 18 to 24 range purely because because of the references to sex and to the sexual orientation was obviously mentioned a a few times throughout the book I would like to think that it's going to be 18 and over 
just for those references. Potentially 16 and over. 18 I'd be more comfortable with. What about you? What did you think? Yeah, I, well, as I was reading it, I just remember thinking, I don't have any kids, but I remember thinking if I did, I wouldn't be very comfortable with my 16-year-old reading this. I think it makes casual relationships seem cool. And I think for some people it is, and we're not here to judge, but I think it's also important to highlight that those sorts of relationships aren't for everyone. In, in, in me in particular, I I would struggle with the sorts of relationships that our main character had in that she was just casually hooking up with people left, right and centre. And I don't think that that should be sold to anyone 16 and below. I don't think that that's something that should be advertised or made to seem okay because I think well actually you can but I I think it's important to also highlight that this isn't going to be for everyone and not everyone is going to feel happy and comfortable just casually sleeping around so I, I, I think that that was one of my main issues that I took away from it I think if it was an adult book 100% 100% fine I think for the the audience that it was written for I don't think it was aged correctly because in the book I think it says 14 and up right okay yeah I mean certainly I'm the same don't have children but would not be comfortable with a 14 year old reading the the book mm. will I go through the blurb just before we go into the the main review yeah I'll, I'll do that first Mallory Greenleaf is done with chess Every move counts nowadays. After the sport led to the destruction of her family four years earlier, Mallory's focus is on her mum, her sisters and the dead-end job that keeps the lights on. That is, until she begrudgingly agrees to play in one last charity tournament and inadvertently wipes the board with notorious king killer Nolan Sawyer, current world champion and reigning bad boy of chess. Nolan's loss to an unknown rookie shocks everyone. What's even more confusing, his desire to cross pawns again. What kind of gambit is Nolan playing? The smart move would be to walk away, resign, game over. But Mallory's victory opens the door to sorely needed cash prizes and despite everything, she can't help feeling drawn to the enigmatic strategist. As she rockets up the ranks, Mallory struggles to keep her family safely separated from the game that wrecked it in the first place. And as her love for the sport she so desperately wanted to hate begins to rekindle, Mallory quickly realises that the games aren't only on the board, The spotlight is brighter than she imagined and the competition can be fiercely attractive and intelligent and infuriating. So where do you want to start with this one? Um, I've got a few notes. First of all, I think the character of Mallory, I at times found it quite difficult reading about her home life because I think one thing that I struggled to remember the entire way through the book is that this girl is 18 years old and the things that she's dealing with, like she has the entire financial strain of the family, her mum's sick, she has two sisters who are, you know, well, her younger one, Darcy, is 12, so just pre-teen. And then you've got Sabrina, who I think is 15 in the book. We know how difficult an age that is anyway, especially when you have you know, quite a, a difficult home life. Yeah, there, there were times that I, I sort of struggled actually with how difficult this girl's life was. Yeah, I'm sorry. I feel like I, I, I'm going to struggle. Bear with me, guys. I'm going to struggle to engage with some of the points because I was so checked out from it that I didn't, basically, I didn't connect with the characters so much so 
that I just didn't care. But I can see where you're coming from. Yes, it was it was a very heavy subject. What she was going through was difficult. The having to financially support her family at such a young age is awful for anyone. And the fact that she had to give up her dream of university or college in America to care for them was hard. And then obviously we had the the theme of like what what happened with her dad because we know that he trained her and he was the reason why she loved chess essentially um but you don't really sort of find out until the end what had happened there so that, that's a good subplot I think running throughout the book can I just say that I think it could have been better if it wasn't so chest focused yeah I, I completely agree the I will say, actually, I, I found it quite similar to Never for me in the respect that the start and the end, I really struggled with. The middle, I, I quite enjoyed. Um, yeah, the, the beginning was, it was too chess heavy. It was too technical. It was too strategy focused. I understand the need to have it in there, but I think she could have pulled it back a little bit. I think there were there were some some of the explanations that I just thought, it's too much. And I mean, I played chess. I was actually in chess club in school um, only for a year, but I, I was in chess club. So I got what they were talking about. But I think if you went into it and you don't really have a background where you've played chess, you know, significantly, I could get why you would check out completely. And I think, I yeah, I, I did. I definitely struggled with the the, the technical side of it one thing I would say as well is we're obviously we're, we're big on side characters and I just I want to kind of talk about three of the well four really side characters you had so you had Oz which to be fair the first interaction with him when she started the the new job for the fellowship I had a huge problem with him because he just he acted like such a dick I mean this whole you know don't eat don't talk to me I mean you know, Christ, barely breathe. You know, that that was a huge issue for me. I loved when they introduced Tanu and Emil. I really liked their their dynamic. And I liked the fact that they, you know, I, I felt actually they really dealt with the relationship very maturely because mm-hmm. a lot of times, you know, bearing in mind that these these people are sort of 18, 19 years old, for them to realize that, you know, they were in a romantic relationship, they were going off to college, different parts of the country. They made the decision to, you know, separate but remain friends. You know, I thought it was a really mature way to deal with it. On the flip side of that, I think the relationship between Mallory and Easton, I actually got really frustrated with because Easton went off to Colorado to go to college. And Mallory, I felt, really kept trying to stay in touch with her. You know, she was messaging, commenting on her Instagram posts, and Easton was just sort of leaving her on read. And, you know, friendships don't, they're not one-sided they need mm. you know it needs to be an equal partnership and both kept sort of make an effort so I, I thought that was actually a really immature way for them to deal with it and I sort of then didn't buy when she turned up at the world championships in Italy I sort of didn't buy it because I just thought well hang on you've barely made contact with this girl then all of a sudden you're just going to jump back into her life but yeah I thought that the side characters it was interesting and we, we always sort of discuss them what what were your sort of takes on the side characters in this one um I didn't really mind Oz I I was so bored that he kind of added something for me like I I, usually I don't like an ass but I was so like checked out that I appreciated 
the little bit of drama that he added yeah which says a lot I, I i mean to double back to what i very foolishly said in our first ali hazelwood review in that ali hazelwood could do no wrong she done wrong yeah i i agree i love the relationship between Anu and emil i like yeah i did i liked their relationship it was cute with easton i agree but uh, again was Mallory just in her head a little bit? I think that maybe when... Because we only see from her side, really. And she didn't really have that much going on. And I think that sometimes when a friend goes away and they're pursuing something and you're just in your usual day-to-day life, it can feel like you're forgotten. But it's because you can't see how much they have going on on the other side. And she was newing into college and... So I think I think maybe there was just a misunderstanding and a breakdown in communication, but I I don't think it it was necessarily b- because Easton was a bad friend or because she had intentionally forgot Mallory. I just think that they were in completely different places and it it, it happens. I think yeah. it was cute that no, she turned I, up for her. Yeah, I mean it, it was nice that she came back. I I just I don't know. I I just didn't buy. It. I I don't. I I think the fact that she hadn't spoken to her for a couple of months mm. you know it, it wasn't that long ago since she left I don't know I just I I guess I didn't so much buy it but one thing I I did love in the book actually was the fact that she was a mechanic which is something you just you don't really hear about I mean I think the auto industry you know from from a mechanic point of view I would say say is still quite male dominated mm-hmm. and it just I was a little shocked actually when, you know, when she said she was a mechanic, I thought, actually, I love that. I really, I really love that she's, um, because she is obviously very physical in the fact that, you know, she plays chess. She obviously likes to, you know, do stuff with her hands. So I think a mechanic was a perfect job for her. And yeah, I I, I loved, I loved that aspect of it. One thing I think I, I actually really, I struggle with the fact that it's classed as romance because mm. I don't there was a huge amount of romance in the book on saying that I actually did really enjoy the friendship that Mallory and Nolan built and I think it was important to get to that stage and then obviously we had the sort of the friends to lovers aspect of it I do feel it was slightly glossed over and I don't know if that's because she was going for sort of young adult that she she felt she couldn't really do the the romantic side um I do feel it was missing I think it it needed a bit more um but what I did love was the the friendship building of them I actually I really enjoyed the the dinner when Nolan turned up and I think because it was just so unexpected from the way that he had behaved when when she beat him initially I and obviously his reputation but then this this is why reputations you know can be so difficult because you know just because something that you see in the press it doesn't mean um that's how they they are in real life and I think I did like that dinner when he came over and they had all the the servants and the meatloaf and I actually loved the fact that Darcy and Sabrina were so inappropriate because it just that is what your little sisters would do because I think one thing that I had to keep reminding myself was these characters are actually really young because even Nolan who was sort of the the eldest in the group I mean apart from sort of Oz and Daphne he was only 20 which Mm -hmm. is still you know so super young you know and then we had sort of Mallory at 18 and then 15 and 12 for the the sisters and I actually loved that they were so inappropriate because that that's absolutely what your little sisters would would be like you know they'd be looking to embarrass you looking to embarrass your your boyfriend and then when 
after the the story kind of breaks in the the paper that you know they're potentially together and then Mallory goes to to sort of confront Nolan and say you know what do we do about this and finds that he was sick and then looks after him makes him the soup I really I really loved that scene because it just again it solidified their friendship but also started moving them into that romantic way because you know because he was so vulnerable because he had the fever as well was making him say things that he wouldn't usually and you know he was starting to kind of express how he felt about her and I just I thought that was a really pivotal point in the book for them you know their relationship and and it, it turning but again I thought it was really nice and it just it showed again her vulnerability and the fact that you know she was making him soup which is obviously how you know she supports her mum and her sisters at home and yeah I just I, I thought it was really nice yeah. I did I, I like I, I did I like the the building of of their relationship but I could have done with more romance in it yeah I think that I've noticed a bit of a trend with me in that for most of the romance books that I don't like it's usually because I don't buy the characters and I think maybe one of the big issues in check and mate for me was that i didn't buy their romance i didn't believe in their love story and maybe it's because i'm 27 and i didn't like the the dynamic that they had and like the lack of communication and Mm. i think also i'm not a fan of the friends to lovers trope it's not that exciting to me no i i'm not because i think it's there is i think if you have a friendship and it's going to turn romantic mm. it's always going to happen and I think it's quite inevitable and it it can be frustrating for me at times because it's very predictable whereas enemies to lovers I mean enemies to lovers is, is my absolute favorite trope in any yeah. book I, I love it completely and I think it's because there is always the build-up the angst that you know is it going to happen when's it going to happen you know the the fire that they have I, I love that and I think it makes for really good reading not that I don't love a, a fluffy romance I do but it's not my favorite and I think this was just it definitely missed something for me and I mean the thing is I, I have given it three stars which means you know I I would recommend it and I think if you are looking for something that it's just quite a and I want to say easy read but then I think you do have to bear in mind about the technical chess aspect because mm. it, it is a struggle it's a struggle in the book there's no getting away from it but I think overall you know I, I did like the characters you know it, it wasn't a bad story the ending I had a problem with I felt like it was really rushed I mean the final chapter is literally I think it is just a page. Um, yeah, literally, it is one page, the final chapter. And that is pretty much all you get of the World Championships. Mm. And that was a problem for me. I thought, you know, you've built up this World Championship and then you haven't given me any of it. Um, the epilogue would go two years ahead. Again, it because of the way it's written in a sort of article format, there's again a lot of assumptions Mm. you know I I want some concrete you know what's happening in their lives you know are they living together are they together yes I know I can assume this but you know I want my happily ever after you know if you've dubbed it as a romance I want my happily ever after and yeah I just I, I I felt it was rushed and yeah overall just disappointed yeah yeah disappointed definitely I'm so sorry I, 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 I really hate not having something nice to say. It goes back to my mother always saying to me, if you don't have anything nice to say, then don't say anything at all. 
And so obviously when we had the conversation before and you said, because we go through our notes before we sit down and I didn't have any, it's because I feel awful that I didn't enjoy the book and I, I don't have anything positive to contribute and I feel really bad about it. I think that's also the beauty of reading. You're not going to like the same things. You're not gonna you know I think books are very subjective we you know we all have our own likes and dislikes I mean we, we have some books coming up in the next few weeks that I'm a little skeptical about mm. um but again you know at the end of it, if you're right if you if you have nothing to contribute you have nothing to contribute I think overall you know if if you are looking for something that's not spicy you're just looking for you know, a, a decent story, you've got the, the sort of chest technical aspect, absolutely pick it up, go for it. But apart from that, you know, we're not going to like everything and that's that's okay. Yeah. And maybe, you know, if you are a parent out there picking some books for your teenage daughter, just be mindful that there are some topics that you may not be comfortable with. I'm absolutely not writing off Ali Hazelwood because nope. we love the love hypothesis. We do have um, other books and, you know, the the sequels to the love hypothesis which i'm actually really excited about and yeah i mean you you're not going to like every single thing that an author writes and i think that's you know especially when they do something that's different you know i mean we, mm. we went to young adult it was her first young adult it didn't work out for us but you know that's definitely not to say that we don't still love Ali because we do. 100%. And I'm still so, so very much looking forward to her releases this year. I'll say it again for anyone who doesn't remember, but we've got Bride coming up and Not In Love. And I think they're going to be phenomenal reads. Hopefully. I don't want to jinx it. I, I mean, <laughs> I jinxed it our last review. Well, let, let's just see how we got on. But um, yeah, I'm here for it. Yeah, so I think... That's it from us this week, guys. I think overall, you know, it, it, it's a good book. Not for everyone, but no book is. And I think, you know, the fact that me and Emma have different views and opinions just goes to speak to the fact that you may enjoy it, you may not. Give it a go, give it a try. You can always DNF it if you're not enjoying it. But yeah. Absolutely. And um, don't forget to come and join us over on Instagram at Books and Mockers Pod to join in the conversation. And don't forget to join in next week. We have something a little bit different, don't we? Yes, we have our January roundup and our February TBR. So not, not exactly a book review, but it will be fun nonetheless. Yeah, don't forget to join us um, and we will see you next week. Bye. Yep. See you guys next week. Bye.